0: is Hard Parking, brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Jay Finning. Coming up on today's show, Barrett Jackson just came through. The Super Bowl is coming up, which means the annual Super Bowl episode will also be coming up while I reach out to celebrities that we all know, as well as some people that we all don't know, but I know, to give their predictions. So that'll be coming up on the next episode. The Washington football team has a new name. Also, this past December, Chris Ashworth My friend from Michigan, who connected me with the opportunity to not only see one of my dream cars, but I actually got to ride in my dream car. You guys remember that? The Vector W8? He came in studio. We're going to have that conversation, dive a little bit more into what makes him tick. He's been doing this for a long time. He's been doing the car thing for a long time with video, and I feel like he's kind of like the Paris Hilton, in a sense. You know how Paris Hilton peaked before everything got popular, and then the Kardashians are kind of reaping those rewards those type of benefits with how our society just becomes obsessed with stupid shit. So he's kind of like the Paris Hilton version of my opinion of kind of the automotive video. He was out there doing all this stuff on YouTube before it got really big and it was just eye candy entertainment, but it wasn't like Scotty Kilmer where he's showing you how to do stuff. And now everybody's a YouTuber. So we talk a little bit about that. Also Drew Bunkley stops by in studio from Fountain Hills Motorsports, new sponsor to the show. And we talk about the BMW M6 that he threw me the keys to. All that and more coming up right after this word from Four Wheel Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. The truck products cover everything you need to you give your truck. A custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get of today. So visit them online at 4 wheel Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's 4 wheel Online, the number four wheel online. For those of you who are new to the show, I am a diehard sports fan. I actually like sports in general more than I even like cars, and this is a non-automotive automotive podcast. So with that being said, as every game has been so far in this NFL playoffs, last weekend's matchups, NFC and AFC championship game did not disappoint. McCauley Calkin, Macaulay Caukin is the quarterback for the Bengals. Actually, it's Joe Burrow, but he kind of looks like a grown up version of McCauley if Macaulay had on, was like smoking stogies and thought he was super freaking cool. Imagine him in Home Alone, as cool as he thought he was in that movie, as an NFL quarterback, and then you have Joe Burrow. And then you have Matthew Stafford. I lived in Michigan for 15 years. Guy got a bad rap with Detroit Lions. People were talking shit about him all year as a Rams quarterback. So he's actually going to the Super Bowl this first time. Not only did he go to the playoffs because he's gone a few times, but he's never won. But now he's in the Super Bowl. Kind of excited about that. I'm also excited about I am also excited about next week's episode. If you guys joined us on One Drink Wednesday, you knew that we talked about the Washington Commanders, which is the new name of the Washington Redskins. And yes, you no, know, before if you're new to this, by the way, this is an autom- automotive automotive podcast, society and Culture comes first. I can talk about sports. I can talk about whatever I want. So on One Drink Wednesday with myself and Wes Tankersley, we do it every Wednesday on Instagram live. This week we did talk about Fuck, it's not this week. Last week, we talked about the Washington team. And then we talked about sports in general and, you know, where do you draw the line? And it kind of flew, kind of hustled and tussled and fell over into the whole Confederate flag thing. Do you take down the statues? Do you not take down the statues? And we all kind of agreed. We didn't agree to disagree. We all were kind of agreeing on the same things and, and questioning the same things. But, you know, I think that the Washington Redskins needed to change their name to the commanders. We get it, right? We get it because Redskin has racial... It's a racial thing. It's, it's a it's a negativity thing. It's like calling white people honkies. Like you can't do it. It's like calling black people spooks. The Washington spooks. How do you think that would go? But then you have the Blackhawks. Blackhawk pays homage to a guy named Blackhawk. You have the Cleveland Indians had to redo their name because the logo was a little offensive. We don't think about that. Microaggression. We just knew about it our whole life. Out of our own ignorance, everything was fine. But to the people that it mattered to the most, it wasn't. And that's how change happens. So join us on Instagram, One Drink Wednesday, myself and Wes Tankersley. I'll tell you how to do that at the end of the show. Barrett Jackson. I went twice. So first off, special thanks to Jane D'Amelio, Right Honda, and Right Toyota for hooking up the credentials to allow me to get in and do some cool stuff. I also went outside of that with my wife, Dre, and his wife, Leo, on the opening Sunday. If you're going to go to Barrett Jackson... You just want to look around and not worry about the giant, giant, giant crowds with any other year except for this year. And I say except for this year, 2022, because this is their biggest year ever, their most busiest year ever. they sold the most – they did the most money ever, and we'll get into that in the car news section. If you want to just go with your family, friends, and want to go chill, go before the Wednesday of Barrett-Jackson Week, the auction, because Tuesday – is it Tuesday or Wednesday? They actually start running cars – through the block. And that's, it's kind of cool. Cause you get to hear the auctioneer go off and stuff, but you know, a lot of the stuff is closed down before that, but you can still walk through and take a look at everything. And so we walked through and man, we were probably there for, for Sunday. Let's see, we got there around noon and it closed at three. That's the thing. It closes a little early and you have to walk fast. If you want to see everything, I always describe it as like, you're going to the, you're going to six flags, but there are no rides. Realist, really. I mean, they have some ride-alongs, but there are no real rides. But the money you have, all the food, the turkey legs, the fu- I don't think they have funnel cakes, but they have the the theme park prices. That's for damn sure. And you can buy everything you want, from massage chairs to boats to small aircraft to hand paintings. It's it's like a it's a rich person's like flea market swap meat. But I recommend you go. I went back later in the week. I had to breathe. That sounds kind of weird And so later on in the week, it was Saturday, and Drew, who you're going to hear from in a little bit, and I went to Barrett-Jackson, met up with the bright Honda, met up with Mr. Daryl Hills, his son Weston, and some of his friends, and we went up to, to Barrett-Jackson. And I didn't really get to – it's kind of one of those things. Like when you go with a group of people, you kind of do what the group of people do. I'm one of those people. Like, I hate going places by myself. It's almost like you can get more done by yourself if you go by yourself, but then you don't have that camaraderie. You don't have someone to say, hey, what do you think about that car? And so when I went with them, I had more fun just hanging out with them and getting drinks and stuff, but there's still cars that I didn't get to see when I had gone with my wife and Dre and Leo, but that's okay. So the cool thing about Barrett-Jackson, if you have the right credentials, you can go almost anywhere you want, but they still, there's levels to this shit, as I keep saying on the show. There's levels of this shit. You can have a VIP pass. You can be a bidder. You can be a bitter's bitter guest. When you're a bidder, that's pretty much VIP. Although there's still levels to that. Like if I'm just a random bidder at Barrett Jackson, I can't go up to the lounge, the suite, where all the cool people are hanging out, the people who have the money or the people who have the fame and just got comped for their access. But you can still go just about anywhere else. And when you have a certain... VIP pass or a bitter pass, they have specific bars where you can stand in line for an hour and a half and pick up a drink, and all you have to do is tip them. You don't have to pay the money for the bar. The food vendors, you still have to, you know, go outside and pay for that. But if you have, you know, like Mac Dad, Mac Mom, if you just have the FU pass, then they provide food up there too and drink up there too, so you're not having to wait in lines and everything. But for the passes, the passes that we had, you can stand on stage. And you can walk around the car on live TV. And JV, Johnny Valencia, who's been on the show before in the past, sent me a text message. I just saw you on TV, dude. LOL. So mission accomplished on that. So if you you guys ever get to Barrett, you should, uh, if you have the money or connections, go ahead and make those connections. I almost bought a ticket for myself anyway. But, you know, Jane was like, hey, I got a ticket for you. And I was like, I much appreciated. I do appreciate. I appreciate her. Like I said, they did a record this year. Uh, not a lot of cars there that I saw that I couldn't live without, but as you get used to doing it over and over and over, you become numb a little bit. It, the cars are always cool. Always cool. And I'm not saying there wasn't a car that I didn't, that I didn't think I would want. There's always cars that I want. If I just had, if I just had it like that, like if life were a video game, which it is, isn't. if life were a video game, I probably could have loaded up 50 cars and taken them home with me. And we're talking anything from an old Plymouth Cuda, set up perfectly, to some custom thing that used to be a delivery truck from the '60s, to a what are those? What's that stupid Mercedes G-Wagon, the six by six? They have a bunch of exotic or hyper cars there, which I don't, I don't really care about those that much at Barrett-Jackson. Like when you first walk into the first big tent, that's where they have the cool Ferraris and the, like they had a McLaren P1. that was kind of like a smoky chrome color that was sick, but I don't really care about any of those cars. They had a, uh, a Carrera GT that went across the block, which is, you know, those of you who are into pop culture or anything about cars and Fast and Furious, the same car that Paul Walker died in. So I feel like you can't look at a Carrera GT. You can't be a movie guy in a car guy and look at a Carrera GT without thinking about Paul. And that's too bad because that was just, that's just tragic. And so that's, in a weird way, I just didn't want to have anything to do with that car. And I never, never, of course, why would I know him personally? But I know his brother, you know, I have to wonder, you know, when Cody sees that car, what does he think about? I always have to wonder that. But I mean, that's life, I guess, right? That's life. And, And a bunch of good shit has happened to him because of that very unfortunate life event. And he's made the most of it and continues to change lives and does the whole thing reach out worldwide. But anyway, that's that's we're still working on getting Cody back on. Maybe I'll get him on for next week's Super Bowl episode. But there are some badass cars there. I wanted a turkey leg. I didn't buy a turkey leg. My wife says I always waste our money, and she's right. I always buy a turkey leg. I eat a third of it. I get full, it looks, it doesn't, it loses, once, once your food loses flavor, that means you're full, or you realize how disgusting it actually is, because the turkey legs grow those fucking, those, those hard, like chopsticks come out, those tendons, are like chopsticks, but yeah, I don't, anyway, Washington Commanders, I think I talked about that already, Wanna bring up some car news. Before I get to car news, I have a random thought. The random thought of the week. I don't have a, a sponsor for the random thought of the week. So if you want to sponsor the show for the random thought of the week, you can. Didn't have one last year. Didn't matter. Still have random thoughts. My random thought is. You guys know the Hyundai commercial? The Hyundai? First off, some people say Hyundai, and some people say Hyundai. I think it's Hyundai. I don't I don't think it, I don't think any commercials ever said Hyundai. I think it's Hyundai. The Hyundai Ionic Five. That's the EV, and it's a Spider Man commercial. So you have Ned pulling up to Peter Parker, or Spider Man. Actually, he gets out of the hotel room and shoots the web. Realizes he's three hundred miles away from the city, and this is why this is important. Hyundai, come on, man. You're killing me. The whole point of this commercial is Ned picks him up. He's on a full EV vehicle and he can pick him up because he has a 300 mile range. So as a commercial comes to an end, you see that I forgot the name of the city, New York, maybe 300 miles away. Introducing the all new 300 miles on the Hyundai i 5. Da, da, da. Shouldn't that be 150 miles away or 145 miles away if you really want to stretch it? Because if you can go 300 miles on a charge, That charge should have died by the time he saw Spider-Man. And I didn't see any charger at that little motel that he was staying at. No one's going to look into it like I did. No one's going to care about that. I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. If you have a 300-mile range, it takes you 300 miles to get there and 300 miles back. That's 600 miles. That fucking sign should have said 150.
1: Well, I have a random thought.
0: Random thought. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, we're joined by Paca. Paca's a local. Paca's a, a friend of mine. Paca is at Mayo Clinic. What do you do? First off, give us your random thought.
1: Well, my random thought, as of lately, has been, when the hell can I go home and when can I get out of this hospital? <laughs>
0: that can't uh, be. That's, that's got to be a recurring thought that started off as random.
1: Well, I mean, it didn't, I guess it's been a recurring thought.
0: So why, <laughs> why are you in the hospital, Paca?
1: So January 9th of 2022, I was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. And I started off at the ER at Mercy Gilbert, and I was transported here to Mayo Clinic the same night, January 9th. Along with that, I was also found out I was positive with COVID. So yeah, so as my stay here at the Mayo Clinic, I've been in isolation up until Monday this week with the COVID restrictions and everything. And uh, it's been a while ride for 2022 so far so my biggest thought recurring thought everyday thought is what's my results looking like what's all my treatments looking like when can I go home I think I'm almost there you know I'm like the little train that could just keep going and going and going you know but I know in my situation it's a it's a marathon it's not a race you know one, yeah. one day at a time and you know it's a game of hurry up and wait basically it's like my work life man hurry up and wait
0: so we yeah. i mean you're <laughs> you're part of the first crew that i kind of hung out with when you and I first moved here Hi. you were the young one yes <laughs> little no worries akuna matana Paka is what we call you because <laughs> no i mean it gets cold out here sometimes but not to you
1: Right. <laughs> I love the cold,
0: sandals and <laughs> like bro, uh we're gonna get around the fire. This is nothing. <laughs> well I'm glad you're able to join. Uh yeah, that's just yeah, no, that would be my random thoughts it would become a recurring thought. When the hell am I gonna get out of here? Right. How are they treating you?
1: They're treating me awesome here, man. They're making me feel like comforted. They're making me feel comforted and not that necessarily that they make me feel at home, but you know, I I don't feel like I'm just some patient. I actually feel like I'm a part of the family here, you know? And it feels really good to have that sense of comfort. And uh, it does help. It helps my stay here. You know, it helps my mental health as well. You know, so... Yeah, uh, like you said, I'm Hakuna Matata Paka, just, you know, high energy, always positive. So I haven't really gotten down about the situation. Like, it's rough and all, but like I said, just one day at a time just stay positive, be myself, and I'll make it through this just fine.
0: I don't see you as somebody who is on the whole, and there's nothing wrong with this, okay? For people who are, because people do this all the time. Why me? I could see you more of a, okay, well, this is what it is. And we'll figure it out.
2: Yeah.
1: And I honestly, to to touch on that, I honestly, I honestly did have a moment to where um, I did ask myself that. Why me? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, why anybody? You know, right. but it's you, a don't, situation. you wouldn't
0: lurk on it. Cause I think anyone would say, like, damn, man, what the fuck? Why me? But it's like, well, yeah, it is me. Exactly. So I would kind of be.
1: Yeah. And like I told my nurses, they're just like, man, you're so good about your situation. You're not down. You're still really high energy. You're still really positive. Your attitude's really good toward, you know, the staff and everything, and I'm just like, well, there's an alternative to the way I can be. Or there's an alternative to the way that I am, and that's not going to help anybody's situation. That won't help my situation, that won't help your guys' situation, you know? So, I mean, why dwell on anything and just let whatever the process is go and let it happen? That's pretty much the way I looked at it, even though if I did ask myself why me, but... Just like I said, I won't dwell on that. I'll just look at the outcome, and the outcome looks good to me on my end, you know? So I just got to keep checking forward, and yeah, I'll be home and recovered way before anyone knows.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, with that said, and you will, and then you're going to be here in studio, I think you hold the record as maybe someone that I personally know, the most views of the Gears and Gasoline video?
1: On the uh, YouTube, right?
0: Yeah, the NSX one.
1: <laughs> okay, I did watch that segment a lot. I've shown it to a lot of people, just like it, it. was a good segment, you know.
0: You know, did you did you see I sold my car?
1: I did not see that you sold your car. Yeah, I, sold I don't it in believe December. that you sold your car. Did you? I'm telling you, Like for real, for real.
0: Yeah, for real. You know, if if something's emphasized, you have to say it twice.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: (laughs) For real, for real.
1: Oh man, for real, for real. Oh wow! Was the movie good, or was it it like good, good? Oh,
0: it was good, good. (laughs) Uh, Okay,
1: yeah. (laughs) So, what made you
0: sell it? Uh, It was time. I have I have other stuff that I'm working on. Nothing I've officially announced on uh, social media, but yeah, there's. We'll we'll get into you know once we'll, we'll, we'll we can talk about it offline. Yeah, for sure. Want to get into some car news with me? Sure. So earlier I mentioned that Barrett-Jackson, this was their biggest one ever. They did, between food and beverage and the auction block, they did 203200000 which is, I don't know what their previous record was, but that broke all their records. They broke their records in attendance. They broke their records in money. The average car that went across the auction block went on average for $105,517. There were 10 non-charity cars that went for over $1 million. Jeez. You know what? The, the photos I took the first Sunday that I went, I think were the only photos I really took. I just do this thing where I just don't even like really engage as much anymore. Right. I just hang out. Because what happens is you take a lot of photos and you get home, and you flip through them, you post one or two on social media, and then you never empty out your camera roll. You forget about it, yeah. Yeah, you forget about <laughs> it. Koenigsegg has this tiny electric motor that they produce. It makes three hundred thirty-five horsepower and four hundred forty-three foot of torque. weighs just sixty-three pounds. It's called the Quark. So you know Koenigsegg. You know what Konaseg is. You've seen their cars. I know you're not a, a mm-hmm. diehard car guy, but they make like the super fast hypercars.
1: The Agera S and the Regera, and okay. stuff like that. All right,
0: that's yeah. more that's more <laughs> models that I know of. They have this one called the I. I'm going to say it's called the Gamera. It's G-E-M-E-R-A. Could be Hymera. I don't I don't know. I'm just going to call it the way it looks. Phonetically, it looks like the Gamera, which is a four-seater. And apparently, according to this article, this Gamera is pushing two of these folded on some sort of like a little, uh, they're called the cork motors. They call it the the Terrier. Serves up to 670 horsepower and 11, 811 pounds of torque and weighs 180 pounds. <laughs> That's a a game changer, right? Yeah. I I mean, it's it's made of space-age material. It probably costs a kajillion dollars. But if they could somehow take this technology and mass produce it and sell it to the other car manufacturers, like take, for instance, the NC1 NSX. It's one of several hybrid supercars. You have the LaFerrari. You have the Porsche 918. You have a ton of them now. Their biggest problem is these the electric the batteries are fucking heavy as shit, 187 pounds, 600 some horsepower. In this article, it said that uh let's see. In terms of performance, the Gamera is big, is a big power surge followed by a continuous record speed push to 248 miles an hour without any torque or power loss.
1: That's impressive.
0: Yeah, the Gamera has 1,700 impressive. horsepower. A 1,700 horsepower four seater.
1: Game changer for sure, dude, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: dude I, I was at, a, I'll send you a picture of it. I don't, maybe, maybe I took the second time that I sent you. Oh no, I did send it to you. One of the photos I sent you was like an electric motor, some company there. And it was this big, huge, long thing. The picture of this, I'm looking at it right now. Yes. They put it next to an energy drink can. I don't think this thing is more than nine inches tall. It looks like a roll. It looks like a like an old school film. You know how they put the film in the little film player, like in the old movies. Yeah, they coil it up and put it in the little film thing. That's it. Looks like that. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to you once we get off. Like this thing, is cool looking. Like I just, the two of them stuck together. Look, like, yeah. If Corneseck were to were to take this, because it's made with like the super expensive, apparently, you know stuff. But if they were to take this, turn it down a little bit, they could mass produce this shit, and not that they need to make another several billion dollars which by the way I have a question for you coming up in the Q&A that kind of answers doesn't answer but it almost addresses what I was just about to say but it's not like you have to have they need to make more billions and billions of dollars in fact they probably don't make that much money honestly at the end of the day because it's not a volume producer man mm-hmm. they could they could print their own money man this is this is a game changer what do you think about EVs yeah.
1: I think EVs are kind of in that same category of being the game changer for the car scene you ever driven one? Just, uh have i ever driven one for the record I i've never have. driven one. i believe i have i think it was a t- tesla model 3 so okay. you know very toned down and i just kind of drove it around a parking lot i didn't do like the whole try to i didn't try to, um, I to launch it and shit launch it and stuff or go super quick on it it was just kind of like It was weird to drive, to start it up, and to not hear like an actual motor, for it to just like, bing, and you're moving, and yeah, it was, it was quite the experience for sure. For just a small amount of time that I drove it, so I think I think for sure, like with the technology that we have today and gonna continue to have, you know, EVs are gonna be the next thing. I mean, you look at guys on YouTube; they're making ev 350z they got ev porsches they got ev you know so you got everything being ev nowadays it's just as project cars so it, it definitely delivers you know
0: i got an old homie who lived here and he moved to to uh to hawaii and he's got a wide body and a sex and he's got supers and all that kind of shit god what is he he's stuck in the 90s is his, uh his instagram And he built an EV motor for his MK4 Supra. So, and and he's out there. I think he's on the mainland, but he looks bored as hell. (laughs) And every time he's driving the car, it's always on. I mean, you're from Hawaii. You you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's always on like this, this narrow driveway that looks like it's made out of tar, grass on both sides and the car, like one car fits. So it must be like his driveway. I'm like, dude, this I don't see any roller shots. I just see like storage crates and cars. Shipping <laughs> shipping crates and cars. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like that. a hypothetical. What do you because we talk, I was talking about where they've vet. And she said she could just live, you know, on the on the island and, and just stare at the water all day. Yeah. You go back and forth. Would you rather live where you were? Were you were you from the big island? Which island? I was from Maui. Okay. Super laid yeah. back. Um and Maui's is there any big city? I mean, I we were we were in Maui and it's just like you drive around and there's like there's towns.
1: Yeah. So Maui there's not like a big city. If you want big city, then you go to Oahu. Oahu right. Honolulu. Um Yeah, Honolulu, Waikiki, you know, you get all that. I mean, I always tell everybody if you're going to go to Oahu and you're not going to go outside of the city, then you may as well just come out to Phoenix. <laughs> right. You'll see all the same stuff. You'll see all the same people. You'll see all the same problems. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but, but you
0: have yeah, the beach. F- you don't have the beach here.
1: That's true. That's true. That, that makes it a lot better <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, coming from Maui, you know, uh, or coming from Hawaii in general, to kind of touch on your question. I uh, i don't know. It's just like whenever I go back, to, I've gotten so adapted to the fast-paced living out here in Arizona. I feel like it's too relaxed now for me whenever I go back and visit. Maui's slow, and man. It's, Editor, it, it's a, Hawaii as well. <laughs>
0: even we went to we went to some town that's actually was kind of hopping a little party town, but it only it was it was only comprised of a couple blocks. It was on the west coast of Maui, kind of the upper west, because it was just outside of the uh, like the golf, the Marriott Golf Resort that we stayed at, and I don't remember the name of the town, but it was pretty cool. But other than that,
1: <laughs> you're probably talking about Kanapali. probably. It's got this long strip of hotels, and then the beach right right in front- right out front,
0: yeah, and those little fucking um uh, black crabs
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like you're talking about Kona Poly with all the hotel bars and everything out there on the beach side, like it is kind of like a little party scene, it's just yeah. walking down that strip, yeah, so
0: and then it's over,
1: and then it's over, yeah, yeah, But... 12, 1 o'clock, your lights out, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the car news. Sitting here with Mr. Chris Ashworth, who is visiting from Michigan. If the name Chris Ashworth sounds familiar to you, this is the man, this is the gentleman who hooked me up with Bill, the guy who owns the Vector. They gave me a ride in one of my top three dream cars ever. So this is this is the man in front of me right now. So first off, as I've told you before, and I'll continue to tell you until I die, is, you know, thank you for for hooking up that opportunity.
4: Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm so happy that you got that opportunity to do that.
0: So you're DT Rockstar. DT Rockstar 1. DT Rockstar 1 on YouTube, on Instagram. You've been doing this car thing for a while, and I know you do... You had a life in music. You still dabble in a little bit. What is your come up like? I've only met you through cars, but I know you have this past. Who is Chris Ashworth?
4: Well, I got I got my first guitar when I was ten years old. I got lessons and I started getting really good pretty fast. And then I ended up going to Berklee College of Music out in Boston, Massachusetts. That's okay. You know, that's where a lot of a lot of really famous people have have come out have come out of there. Uh, I was playing music professionally for a a number of years after that. Unfortunately, I was starting, starting when starting in like from what age? Well, I mean, I was 18 when I entered college. I think I started playing out when I was about 21 or so.
0: And you're 63
4: now. Yes, exactly. Right. (laughs) I'm 39. 39. Okay. Close you're doing the music so i yes i was doing that for for a while i ended up getting burned out on that i you you could say i was doing it for a living but i never really made a living doing it i always had to okay. have a, a side job to sure. uh, supplement the income and you know for some reason yeah i just got burned out on it i i wasn't really enjoying it anymore i oh, i well, i should mention what i played i played guitar and sang background vocals
0: okay was this like cover or like original stuff? Like,
4: well, I did play in some original bands, but it was mostly co- it was mostly cover bands. When I was in college, I played in a number of tribute shows. Like, we did a tribute to ACDC, a tri- okay. tribute to Led Zeppelin, tribute to Van Halen, tribute to Journey, and Pink Floyd. So, we we did a, a lot of rock bands. After that, I played in a cover band that lasted a couple. Of, I was in it for a couple of years. We played all kinds of classic rock. And we, what, was it, what was it called? It was called The Vinyl Underground.
0: Vinyl Underground. You're yes. listening to The Vinyl Underground with Chris Ashworth
4: and the Stringettes? No, just, just The Vinyl Underground. Just The Vinyl Underground. It's hard to say why I got burned out. It just it just happened. I, I wasn't enjoying putting all the, the time and effort into the uh, learning the songs anymore. And yeah, it just became more of a chore after, after a while. Nowadays, I usually just pick up the acoustic guitar and and jam on that.
0: Right. What else don't I know about Chris Ashworth? Well, I'm
4: also huge into fighter jets. Um, So you just came from? Luke Air Force Base, right here in Arizona. I feel like Luke is a popular one. Well, it has the largest station of F-35 Lightning IIs in the whole world.
0: Okay, I would say that's... yeah.
4: So yeah, there's people who will camp out at the end of the runway and other areas outside of the the base just to watch the planes fly. What is
0: it about fighter jets that you're into? Like, why? Like, where does that come from? You just looked up and saw a jet one
4: day and you're like, oh, that's really cool. Or is there somebody in the family or Top Gun started it? I was into fighter jets ever since I was a kid. And yeah, I would say Top Gun was probably a big part of that. I know that a lot of people who are in the military hate that movie. Sure. Um uh, yeah, it's there's definitely some silly parts about it. But, you know, as a kid, seeing those jets fly and hearing them, I, my parents took me to see uh, some air shows when I was a kid, and I was hooked. Just the, the sound was just exhilarating when they fly over your head. Yeah. Where are you on Iron Eagle? The Iron Eagle series? <laughs> Iron Eagle, that's th- those movies are so bad, they're good. I feel like I need to watch Iron Eagle after this. What about uh the final countdown? You you seen that one? I've heard about it. I don't think I've seen the final countdown. Is that bad? That it, it's a good movie. It, it's it, it's who's a little it? it's a little bit hokey, but um who's in it? Um Kirk Douglas. Okay. And Martin Sheen. A, a okay. couple father right. actors.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um where are you on Hot Shots?
4: I love that movie. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And both of them actually.
0: Yeah, Hot Shots uh part Part duh. yeah, Hot shots, part du, So I know you from cars, but then I've always been curious with the whole DT rock star. So I kind of got that. So I didn't know. I was like, oh, did you say you just kind of got to the point where it just you stopped giving at a hundred is basically what I heard because you d- dedicated a lot of your life to that just to be like, eh, or are you just looking for something else?
4: The burnout just happened naturally. I spent so much time as a kid practicing with a metronome for hours a day. You know, I was, I was trying to be a virtuoso and I became somewhat of one. I was definitely no Eddie Van Halen, but I could definitely hold my own. But after a while, yeah, I, I think it just I lost my passion for it.
0: Well, so what's a metro met, metronome?
4: Metronome, that's one of those devices that goes tick, tock, tick, tock. And you, you practice along. It, it's basically giving you a beat. So if I'm practicing a scale... Der, 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 der. you have to practice to the beat of the tick tock tick tock and if you want to play it faster you make the metronome go faster tick tock tick tock tick tock
0: got it got it so it's a very musical thing yes can you audibly hear it because i feel like i've heard songs that you can hear it at the beginning on purpose or maybe that was something else or that was someone's toe toe tapping but oh, what's that song um I don't know. I feel like I've heard uh, like a TikTok at the beginning of of certain some songs,
4: but there could be a built in metronome in the recording software that the people are using, or sometimes it's just a drum machine, you know, d- just a, a device that uh, programs drum sounds.
0: Matthew, sweet, sick of myself. You know okay. the song. Okay, I've
4: heard the title before, but I haven't heard the song that I know of. You, you had to have, man. I probably have and just didn't know it. I, I know I know I've heard the title before.
0: I'm gonna embarrass myself here. Something in your eyes that is keeping my hopes alive, but I'm sick of myself when I look at you. You know you have to know that song. I just embarrassed myself and I'm not gonna edit that out
4: either. It's it sounds somewhat familiar, but I, I'm not uh I'm not hundred percent on that.
0: I guiltlessly love that song, <laughs> but it starts off kinda like Dan, Dan, you know so yeah
4: it it might be a metronome it's probably a built-in metronome in the software that they use the recording software yeah especially
0: did. when you said it's kind of a tick tocky thing so you went from music you love fighter jets and somewhere in there you tripped over a, a car and then you started recording car videos and here's the thing you're not just into it though you will fly somewhere by yourself and check it out whether it's to weigert's place before he passed the father of vector and meet this person and see their shit up close and personal. So to me, that's something most people won't do. And if they're doing it, they're not doing it by themselves because I, I'm on record to saying, I can't, I don't like going places by myself. I don't like going car shows by myself, car meets by myself, but you're one of those rare breeds that kind of wander around and just do things by yourself.
4: That's correct. I, do go to a lot of shows by myself. I mean, part of it is because i, I I'm not close to that many people mm-hmm. I, um but I think the other reason is it gives me the freedom to go to whatever shows I want. It gives me the freedom to stay there for as long as I want because you know a lot of times I'm there from the beginning of the show to the end. I have a lot of patience at those shows, and a lot of people won't have that as much as much patience as I will. The other thing, too is, Usually when I go to shows, I end up running into people I know anyways. So I end up hanging out with them.
0: Yeah. And I understand that because you're right. If you go with a couple people, it's like, all right, what time are you going? All right, let's Are we going to meet up? Hey, what time are you trying to leave? You know, or let's go look at this and you, st- you want to spend a little bit more time with this and you end up getting fractured from them anyway. Uh, there's a lot of times I look around about myself, even if I came there with like a group of three or four people because they're still walking. I'm checking out this motor. Or something, and I'm not to say I'm a gearhead because I'm not. But sometimes there's some things that catch your eye. You just want to spend a little extra time looking at or appreciating.
4: Well, to be honest, I'm not much of a gearhead either. Right, I don't know that much about engineering aspects of cars. Like when when people start talking about rods and McPherson struts and and all that kind of stuff, most of that stuff is over my head. I I get the gist of it, but I can't talk about every nut and bolt that's on a car like some people can. Do
0: you just kind of look at them, smile, and nod? Are you just like, I'm sorry, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about.
4: Yeah, so, so, I, I think I just smile and nod. I'm I'm yeah. more of a polite person.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I've, I've had that too. You know, you get around some of these younger guys with these pure gear heads, especially like the Honda guys, and they'll be like, oh man, I love your car. Is that a B, da, 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 da And I was <laughs> like, I, I could tell you the engine, but that's about it. Yeah. You know, you start asking me, you know, is that this or that, or which, which wastegate is this, which blow-off valve, you know, which... And fitting is that? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Talk to science to speak. Talk to my mechanic, you know? That's an easy way to get lost. There's people who listen to this show. They're like, you know, I like your podcast, but once you guys start talking about cars, I am lost. I'm like, we don't even get that deep. Right. Cars, but there's levels, right? There's levels of this shit. So, But we had a conversation when I was in Michigan last time, and we were talking about the differences in modern cars. Maybe we touched on old cars. What are you appreciating more now? I found found that you're actually appreciating some of the newer stuff instead of some of the older stuff.
4: Overall, I appreciate the older stuff more, mostly the stuff from like the 80s and 90s. But I think some of the car shows that I've been to recently, I I don't get to see cars like Koenigseggs and Paganis very often. Sure. But I have been to a couple shows recently where I've seen them and I'm starting to appreciate appreciate those more than i used to because before i just saw them as fanboy cars that um and the, to be clear a lot of times they are but not always yeah a lot of times they are but after seeing them up close in person yeah i i am starting to appreciate them more i enjoy them more when i see a real journalist driving them rather than some youtuber who's just recording one driving by
0: or well, they got they have new money And they want to show the world, so they want to dance on top of the car, because they can. Yes. Yeah. Why do you think that is, though? Because at the end of the day, the car costs the same regardless of who's buying it. But I think there's there's this deep thing that we have. And it could be out of maybe a sense of respect or appreciation. And that doesn't necessarily mean we really appreciate the vehicle more than them, but the perception is we do because they're dancing on it. So sometimes they could have worked really hard for it, but... I don't know. There's this thing like my my son, we asked him years ago because he just wanted us to give him everything. He's not like that anymore. But it's like, well, don't you think you would appreciate it more if you earned it? He said, no. <laughs> yeah. And it's a common mindset. But for those people who work really hard for what they
4: have, they appreciate they, it more.
0: Statistically speaking, they seem to appreciate
4: it more. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But, you know, there's that weird thing to the assumption that someone doesn't appreciate something. Like, where do you think that comes from? Like, how do you define that if you're able to... It's kind of a deep, a psychological question, but try to wrap your head around it the best you can. Like, why do we differentiate who appreciates and who doesn't?
4: Um, I think a lot of the people who own some of the older cars, some of the classic cars, it seems like they know a little bit more about the cars than the people who who own or are fans of... The newer cars, like the Koenigseggs and the yeah, Pagani's. Yeah. I think the fan base of cars like the Koenigsegg and the Pagani and the, B- the Bugatti's, the fan base of those cars are younger. So they tend to be a little bit less experienced. They tend to have less knowledge.
0: Yeah, I think I see what you're saying. They have less experience, maybe less level. The maturation isn't there.
4: Exactly. Because right? yeah, they I, could know,
0: they could have all the knowledge in the world. You know, some of them have dedicated weirdly large amounts of their life to knowing every little thing about some of these cars. I guess we've been there and done that in some capacity, but we still don't have the experience of appreciating a vehicle. And maybe that's the difference. Like Scientifically, teenagers' brains aren't as developed in certain parts, so they're more willing to take risks without thinking
4: about it. Right.
0: Like, that's a thing. Learn that in the uh, the science, what's that science place in uh, downtown Chicago, like the science.
4: Oh, I, I know which one you're talking about. I'm trying to remember the name of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you read it, there's like a graphic on there. And they're like, this is actually a fact. You know, All right, that makes sense. That's why as teenagers, we make dumb decisions. Yeah. We don't think about them. And what seems like it's right, what's the big deal? No one cares. You know, I don't see the big deal. Well, it is a big deal. And yeah, I guess that, that does filter over into cars a little bit. We've talked about this before because you have your YouTube channel and you were always uploading content before it got really popular. Now you look up and there's people doing that. There's people who've been doing what you basically were doing 10, 12 years ago and they've had millions of followers and they've cashed in on that opportunity because you put a lot of energy into that then and it's just like playing, you know, guitar. It's got to be hard to keep carrying that. Were you ever like, damn it. You know, that, that could have been me. That should have been me. I'm not, I mean, are you bitter at all about that a little bit? You know, it's like, Paris, here's an example. The Kardashians, everyone is crazy over. Yes. Before the Kardashians, there was Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. But where we were as a society and shock TV and reality TV, we weren't ready for that bullshit. Now that bullshit is everywhere. And I apologize to anybody out there who loves Kardashians like my wife. <laughs> it's shit. TV, but it's ratings and people love it. Half these people don't even know who Paris Hilton is. We know who it is. Yeah, of course. Because twenty years ago, Paris Hilton, twenty fifteen years ago, she was everywhere. She was the Kardashians before the Kardashians. So, in your perspective of doing these these videos and stuff, cars and vlogs, you know, where are you mentally with what's going on?
4: Well, I wouldn't say I'm bitter about it. I'm. Uh, it is kind of a bummer. I'm. I'm kind of bummed that my channel has uh you know i i am not uh, one of those with millions of followers i kind of wish i could do this all the time but it i guess it just it is what it is and yeah. i've been to so many car shows now that i've actually kind of gotten burned out on cars too right i've i've seen everything yeah. it's it's very I difficult you, uh,
0: hey people listening when he says he's seen everything he's seen everything
4: yeah, I've I've been to hundreds of car shows. I've flown around the country and, and yeah, I've 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 seen just it's very difficult for me to go to a car show and see something I've never seen before. Cause I've been doing this for ten, twelve years now.
0: And you're kind of this is what you get with me type of person. So but you're not like walking around with the selfie cam being super excited. It's just you are you. Is that right. fair? I,
4: I'm not yeah, I, I'm not um I'm not pointing the camera toward me and going, what's up everybody? What's up YouTube? You know, I'm not doing that. Could you do that again? I like that.
2: What's What's up YouTube? What's going (laughs) on?
4: (laughs) You got it down, man. But I don't, to me, that's kind of obnoxious. That's, that's not really me sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I will talk to the camera, but I'm just talking uh, like I am to you right now. And so, yeah, I, I do mostly me. Like you said, I, film a lot of cars that are not necessarily the most popular. I'm I'm trying to film the cars that nobody's filming. Right. Like the uh, like the Vector, like the chizetta V16T and by the way if if you're not familiar with that car that's spelled C I Z E T A. That's an, an, another car from the Vector era. Giazetta? Giazetta. Giazetta. Yes. So it's what five letters, three so, three syllables. Three, yeah, three syllables, C-I-Z-E-T-A, six, six. letters.
0: That's got to be a record, right?
4: Something. It, well, it's, and it's got a V16 engine.
0: V16 engine.
4: Yes. So those are the kinds of cars that I go for.
0: So let's do some q and I kind of got you into Q&A. Um, do you have a pet peeve?
4: A pet peeve? Um, let's see. Something you really
0: hate that people
4: do. If you're working at some kind of a service, a service job. Example. You know, back in the day when I used to work at Starbucks. Okay. When people are very rude to you over a little mistake or they, they just bitch about everything. And it's like, come on, people. It's a cup of coffee.
0: Really? How dare you say Starbucks is just a cup of coffee? Yeah. That's why you're no longer employed there. I'm pointing at you from across the desk.
4: Right. Yes, yeah, so that's, exa- that's like exactly. What, like it. what
0: kind of things would, because I I agree, that's. You know, people who blame the employee for all their life's problems.
4: Right. Well, blaming the... Yes. Okay. I, I think that's a very good one right there is blaming the employee when they're just doing their job. They would get in trouble if they if they didn't do otherwise. So here, here's a good example. When the Starbucks that I was working at, we were not allowed to take $50 bills or $100 bills. Okay. One guy tried to give us one and I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We We can't take those. And I said, sorry about that. He said, you should be. And his wife, or I'm assuming his wife with him, said, you should be. And he goes, it's such a stupid policy. And I'm thinking, right, because I'm the founder and CEO of Starbucks, and I came up with that policy. Right. I I don't do this for the money. I just love standing behind a counter all day.
0: It's like, okay, sir, uh, I understand you're upset. What is it you think I should do? Take your money that we can't take? Yeah. So his... Coworker, whatever, wife. She looked at him, was like, "You should be." Like she was kind of embarrassed. Is that what it that was, or did she direct that toward you?
4: She directed it toward him, and she she kind of laughed a little bit, but she was like, "Wow, I can't believe you said that." Right, like what the hell? What's wrong with you? Yeah,
0: I mean, I wouldn't. I can understand the perceived inconvenience if I whip out a fifty anytime, because that's why they make 1500 hundred dollar bills. But at the same time, I also know that not everybody accepts them. Right. And for those people who do accept them, they're probably going to have a magical pin right behind the counter. But if you don't accept them, you don't accept them.
4: Right. And the thing is, I was in my 20s at the time. So, and I looked even younger than I really was. So when people saw me, they're going to think, well, this guy is not the CEO of Starbucks. He's not, he didn't come up with this, this policy. It's common sense.
0: Chris Ashworth, thank you for coming by Hard Parking. That's Chris Ashworth DT Rockstar 1, DT Rockstar 1, no spaces, Instagram. Is there an underscore somewhere in there?
4: Nope. Yeah. Just as you said, a DT Rockstar 1. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.
0: Sitting here with Mr. Drew Bunkley of Fountain Hills Motorsports, returning to the show, show sponsor. Today, we're going to talk about the BMW M6 2014 that you guys threw at me for the weekend.
3: Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, Jay. I mean, it's, the M6 is a great car. I was hoping you could uh, get something that maybe – I. so I've seen a bunch of your talks about BMWs. So <laughs> I figured I'd throw this one to you, and let's get an experience for you.
0: Yeah, I, I think overall, though, the vehicle was great. It's something that also my wife liked a lot. She goes, wow, this is nice. I may have to trade in my old Audi for it. And I go, well, maybe not the M6 because we have other plans for our money. But, you know, the price with today's market, I mean, I think the price is very generous. You guys have it listed for 52-ish, 51-ish?
3: Yeah, 51, not 95. Yeah, the price is, I mean, with the average price of cars right now being around 40 grand, I mean, it's a great buy.
0: Yeah, and this is uh 560 horsepower, 500 feet of torque
3: yeah, Grand I mean, Coupe. Yeah, it's the Grand Coupe. So, yeah, I think it's 500, between 560, 575. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's got power. You drove it. What do you think? Tell me. You know, even in, so it has
0: the three modes. It has the full track mode, which I didn't touch. I was tempted. But when it asked me, are you sure you want to do this? I was (laughs) like, I kind of chickened out. (laughs) I was at a a stoplight and I was like, eh, eh. For the video, I was like, no, cancel, cancel that. So I spent all my time in efficiency and sport. Most vehicles, I automatically go into sport mode. I like sport mode. Gives you a little more. And you could tell the steering wheel immediately tightened up a little bit. You could hear a little bit more grumble. And, you know, the the pedal was a lot more sensitive. Right. FYI, anybody who goes into sport mode with a BMW, especially an M, we're not talking an M trim, we're talking like an M. So 540M versus an M5, completely different, right? Correct, yeah. Stay off of sport mode and drop if there's traffic, bumper to bumper traffic, freeway locked up on me. And I was like, you know what? This drives like shit in traffic. And I go, oh, because I'm in sport mode.
3: Yeah, and I'd be surprised the efficiency mode, the regular drive mode for the uh, M6, you know, there's a lot there still. It's plenty.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I actually spent most of my time in this car, that's where I was going to get to, in efficiency because efficiency mode was more than, you know, any other, most cars,
3: sports mode. Definitely, it's a, it's a good car to drive. And the, I like the Grand Coupe because, you know, originally one of my nice cars that I enjoyed was the Mercedes-Benz a CLS. And I mm-hmm. think they kind of started that European Grand Coupe style. So when BMW came out with the uh, their 6 Series and with the M6, it's a nice cross between that two-door coupe, right. that four-door, like, you know, five series, seven series where you can, you know, for a person that's graduating out of an M3 or an M4, you know, maybe they've got a couple of kids on the way or, you know, they've gotten a little older and they want to be more mature about their driving selection. The M6 is a car that they can definitely jump into and still have the fun that they had with the uh, smaller M-Class series.
0: I did a big air quotes when he said mature. <laughs> Cause this is this definitely feels like an adult's play car, uh, like a corner office car. Is what I used to call like an Audi S8. You know, something kind of next level, not just someone who wants to be a little classy, but it's like the classier classy. And then I mean, and and I think everyone recognizes it on the road too. They're like, oh shit, that's an M6. Yeah, it's same same way we approach. We're like, is that an M3? That's cool. M4, that's really nice. M5, wow. M6, wow. I think the only one that kind of gets. Uh, shunned is the is it the x6 the x5 five version but the six the what is the 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 big egg shaped suv that's not very useful
3: the x7 they have a new x7 the x5 the x3 they've was got a was x3. it was it x6 and, before um yeah they have a x6 like a um, suv
0: yeah i think it was rated as like one of the most pointless vehicles on the road
3: it's more with the sloopy back. End. Very sloopy.
0: Yeah. It's like you can't store anything in it.
3: Mercedes has a similar, the GLC, their coupe type SUV in an M series. They've got that in the AMG series.
0: I've driven the little GLC coupe. I thought it was kind of really cool. And then I saw some lady in front of me with like a all pinked out license plate. This old, <laughs> this, I was in the Palm Springs or Rancho Mirage. And, you know, kind of like my you know, like wife's car all studded out and stuff like that. All sugar bears out. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Because just before that, I was thinking, wow, this is a car I think I could, yeah, maybe maybe I could trade the old infinity in for this. And I go, oh, never mind. It's going to be a hard no. But no, this, this M6, man, this is, this is a sweet car. What do you think about
3: the transmission?
0: You know, I didn't think the transmission was bad. You kind of warned me that it, it, it wants to be a manual. So I didn't play with the paddles too much. And sometimes I do, but I didn't really play with it too much. So when driving around, it was really nice. One of the things that bugged the shit out of me was the lane departure warning and i don't or the not the lane departure warning but you know like hey there's somebody coming up on your left when you try to switch lanes your blind spot your blind spot because the way the it's it's,
3: yeah it tightens the wheel up gives you a vibration it vibrates
0: and then i got some of that i think maybe of that vibration just driving and i think it may be whatever that whatever that thing was it might, might be loose but not consistently and then, of course, we know what the emergency phone being turned off every once in a while. The little thing would pop up, the little uh, the little caution sign. But you explain that. I figured it was something very minor and insignificant, and of course, it
3: is. But yeah, yeah the BMW too. That one in particular has a lot of the advanced safety features. So it has the cross traffic alert, which I actually turned off for you. I saw that. Yeah, because that's the one when you jerk you back, jerk into a little bit on the lane on the lines. Yeah, you feel all that. So. It's not – if you're going to drive aggressive, that's something you want to turn off.
0: Yeah, because you'll be fighting the car the whole time. I had a – it was Series. It was either 20 or 21. I think maybe it was a 21 3 Series X-Drive, and it kept doing that. And I could not find the button to turn that off. So yeah. everywhere I went – and, of course, I was on backcountry roads too because this was a place I was staying at way the hell out in the middle of nowhere. So there's curves, so it just automatically senses the line, and mm-hmm. the whole fucking thing was a nightmare. But, no, I appreciate you – uh, Turn that off for me.
3: Yeah, and you know, this being the Grand Coupe, it's a nice touring car. Absolutely. You know, this is a nice car. You can jump in, head to Vegas, head to LA. You know, what I mean, Utah, whatever. Take a nice little road trip. Um, it's the only thing I do kind of hesitate on is it's thirsty. It is very
0: thirsty. <laughs> it is very very thirsty. That's a that's a factual statement. It's a gas guzzler, 4.4 liter V8. I think is what I looked up on it. Twin turbo. Twin turbo. (laughs) Yeah, it's all starting to make sense now, for sure. This thing wants to go fast. No question. (laughs) Yeah, so you you look down, and it's like, oh, shit, I'm going 20 mile an hour over the speed limit. And a lot of people kind of go the flow of traffic, but when you're going a little bit faster than everybody else going the flow of traffic, you look up. And, of course, the heads-up display prevents you from having to look down. Mm -hmm. And I think BMW is really good with that. And even in some of the newer models where you see the map and the radio and everything in the display in front of you, I thought that was super cool. Yeah. This one, it, it kind of it didn't really matter, but it still kind of has a little display. But I think just having that HUD there is very useful. And then when you flip it into sport mode, the HUD changes to let you know, hey, by the way, you're in kind of a
3: supersonic badass. <laughs> yeah, it's got that huge RPM gauge that goes across your screen. Yeah, that thing is pretty cool. So that is,
0: <laughs> I mean, Drew, thanks for throwing the keys to me of that thing for the weekend. That, that thing was pretty awesome. Hopefully you guys get it sold super soon. It probably will be sold by the time this comes out.
3: We hope so. But if not, you know, we'll find something else to drive. So let me know if you want an SUV or. Yeah, so I know you do the uh, nice rental car review. So, you know, I want to throw you something a <laughs> little bit nicer. Sure. And but listen, I do have some vehicles that will fit that criteria. But just let me know. Take a look at the website. Anything you want to take out. Just let me know.
0: All right. That sounds good. I'll drive anything, though. I got some Hyundai Palisades. I'll take that next. There you go. Well, Pac, I'm going to keep you on with me. Let's do a, sh- 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 I got a couple of questions for you. And you have your little, your little, how do you say it? ukulele?
1: Ukulele. Who? Uku. Ukulele.
0: Ukulele. Yeah. Is that the same thing <laughs> as a ukulele or there's a different or a ukulele? No yeah. one ever says it right.
1: No one ever says it right.
0: <laughs> so it's ukulele. Yeah, ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah.
1: It'll take it a couple
0: of times, but you'll get it. Ukulele. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> correct Yvette. She loves it when I correct her.
1: <laughs>
0: nice. Women in general love it when you correct them.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 100% I 100 what what, <laughs> agree.
0: What's one of your What's one of your pet peeves? Yeah, we'll ask this question.
1: It's uh the lack of acknowledgement. You know, mm, like explain. Whenever I'm out of places, you know, it's like if I'm walking out of a store and somebody's walking out behind me or trying to walk in. Um, I do that out of courtesy, you know? Mm, and, I see what you're saying. And it's like people, some people acknowledge it and some people say thank you. Some people just walk right by you like nothing even happened. And it's like, all right, you know. Next
0: time I'll make sure I'll uh, close the door on your fucking ass.
1: Right, exactly. But I have a problem with keeping my mouth shut when it comes to that type of thing. So I'm just like... Hey, like, you good? And they're just like, What?
0: <laughs> and they're like, this Hawaiian <laughs> and, guy's about to beat my ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then they're just like, What are you talking about, dude? Like, I wasn't holding the door open for Casper. You know, like I'm <laughs> I'm that dude. And All they're right. just like, Oh shit, man, thank you. <laughs> so like right. I I uh that's my pet peeve, but I always like I guess announce it. They start emptying their <laughs> wallet. Look, time. man, take
0: what you want, man. Take what you want. I don't have much on me.
1: Uh, I don't get that bad.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, say thank you, motherfucker. How much money you got?
1: Exactly. Uh, so I definitely, like, address the pet peeve, but that's one of my biggest ones, man, is just mm. the lack of acknowledgement these days. This, this society, this generation, whatever you want to call it, they just, you know, just courtesy, you know. I showed you common courtesy, you can show it back, you know, have some manners, you know. Yeah. If somebody's going out of their way to do something nice for you, show it. Show your gratitude somehow. Just say thanks or smile. That's all.
2: 100%,
0: man. Yeah. I think uh, one of the 500 pet peeves that I have is I hate having to repeat myself. And I don't mind repeating myself, but when I have to repeat myself again and again, it's because you're not paying attention to me. And it's almost like you're, it's kind of along the same spectrum as your pet peeve example. Right. If I show you, or if I tell you something three times and you ask me the fourth time because you weren't paying attention the first three times and I start to get a little attitude with you and then you get mad at me for having an attitude with you. Yeah. (laughs) How about we listen? Mm Mm-hmm. This, you got a taste like of that said, yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah. For the people who are patrons, you'll be able to hear it. But you know, we had a we had a situation earlier. And Paka got to hear what Jay sounds like when he's <laughs> <laughs> perturbed. Next question from Maui Mike Davis, and this is the one I was kind of foreshadowing earlier. And I hate this question, by the way, because it's it, it paints you into a corner. And it's a ridiculous That's choice right. to make. Would you rather be very wealthy but can only spend your wealth on food and supplies, like an EBT card, like they give you a card, I guess? Or would you rather be dead broke with no income but doing whatever you are passionate about for no monetary gain, no debt, no bills, no taxes for life? It's kind of loaded,
1: right? That's a loaded question for sure. So Uh, would you rather be wealthy
0: as fuck but you can only buy food (laughs) and supplies? Like, I don't know what's supplies, like supplies for what? I guess you can only buy what, or would you rather be broke as hell, but doing whatever you're passionate about?
1: Well, see, here's a question to that question No bills. What is considered supplies? That's a damn good question. Like, I could have, I could be wealthy and have a business, and I would need supplies for my business to keep running. Transportation so
0: is a supply, isn't it?
1: Yes. So I can also pursue my passion being wealthy and living off of an E B T card with food and supplies. But like you said, I do agree. It's a loaded question. It could go either way. Uh, but to not have any bills, not to have any worries, and just pursue what I want to pursue personally, that doesn't sound half bad either.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, if I can't (laughs) spend my money on hookers and blow, then maybe my wealth will attract both. Right. Right. (laughs) But it's, here's the problem I have about being dead broke with no income, but you're able to do whatever you're passionate about for no monetary gain, no debt, no bills, or no taxes. So no debt is one thing. There's a lot of people well, there's a few people out there that have no debt. They live debt free, but they still have bills and they have to have income to pay those bills, right? Yeah. But they have no revolving debt. Cars are paid off, house paid off, credit cards paid off, people pay taxes. So I think it's, it's. I think the, the, the simplification of the question is, would you rather be rich and miserable or broke and happy? Broken happy, right? Everyone would rather be broke and happy, but I don't want to be homeless.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't want to be homeless. I, would, I wouldn't I would want to be homeless, but I wouldn't mind being houseless. If that makes any sense.
0: <sighs> Explain.
1: Because
0: it kind of <laughs> does. That's like a short you know? version of this question.
1: Yeah. So, I do agree. Um, I would rather be broke and happy. I wouldn't. Because you can make anywhere your home. Whether you have a physical home or not.
2: Home is so where you make
1: make your home. Home is where you make it. Home is where the hardest. You know, it's just like they say. But yeah, so like, I'd rather be houseless than homeless.
0: Fucking idealist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Because, I mean, we could talk all day about this. You know me. You've known me for a while. And for as long as you've known me, I've traveled every week. Right. And there's people who do what I do that, you know, they have an apartment, they don't have a house, they don't have any personal overhead, family, kids, whatever. And they can say, okay, well, I'm going to take a job in Chicago and live in Chicago for six months. And then I'm going to take a job in somewhere in Florida and live in Florida for six months. And I, and I think for me, you still, you, you're nomadic, but you have a home because when you go home, you just, you just have somewhere that you can call home. Because yeah. I love racking up miles. I love racking up hotel points. I love driving cars that don't belong to me. But sometimes you just want to sleep in your own bed, and you don't have your own bed unless you have your own home. That's, yes. you know, not to get too. <laughs>
1: no, that I agree with. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I, I think I
0: agree with what you're saying in in spirit, too. Yeah. Pac, I want to thank you for hanging out. Just hang out a little bit longer as I go through my closing spiel. I want to thank chris ashworth for joining me a couple months ago glad i finally got that on thank you to fountain hills motorsports as a new show sponsor if you like what you heard today subscribe to the podcast and go out and tell a friend about it leave a review on apple spotify and wherever else you're allowed to leave a review i want to thank right honda and right toyota out of Scottsdale, arizona for online Cell shop wireless services fountain hills motorsports and patreon business supporter kuya automotive out of winter garden florida if you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. I want to thank Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, A. Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Jung, and Alex Gumina for being Patreons. If you have questions for the show, email me at hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at jfinning that's J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G, or J-Travels, J-H-A-E underscore travels. Join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page. Subscribe to me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash media how can they get a hold of you? Uh, you
1: have, you 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 have a private
0: me. account, don't you? On Instagram? One of those fuckers?
1: Yes, I uh. am. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. I okay, guys, don't uh. bother
0: trying to follow. Anyone with a private account, don't even waste your time. He's not going to accept it. <laughs> you can join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page, so, and you should join it too. Join me on One Drink Wednesday. Join me. Join myself and West. On One Drink Wednesday, we do it every Wednesday on Instagram Live. I can't grow without telling the world how good the show is. Let's do this. Let's throw the scene together. Paco, you have anything for us?
1: Jay, I'd like to thank you for having me on the podcast today, man. Really appreciate you and, uh, you know, give me the invite and your time. Here's a little jam for you. Oh, man.
2: Sunday morning, rain is falling. Still some cover share, some skin. Clouds are shrouding us in moments unforgettable. You twist and fit the mold that I am in. Things just get so crazy living life gets hard to do Sunday morning rain is falling and I'm coming home to you singing someday this will bring me back to you someday this will bring me back to you maybe all I me in the darkness, she is all I see. Come and rest your phone with me. Driving slow on Sunday morning, and I never want to leave. Fingers trace your every hour. Lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paint a you picture with your hand. Oh, back and forth we sway like branches in a storm. A change of weather, still together when it ends. It may be all I. In the darkness she is all I see Come and rest your bone with me Driving slow on Sunday morning And I never wanna leave All right. Now it's stripping time. Shut up!